Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Ire, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Glory to God. Well, how are you all doing? Praise the Lord. This is the last night session at the reboot camp. And I just want some feedback. Have you been blessed? Yeah. Hallelujah. To think that we are not done. I mean, we are far from done. You know, after tonight, then Sunday. You know, on Sunday, I'm not coming to preach. Hallelujah. I'm coming so that you can receive something. Something that you can take home. Hallelujah. And, you know, such a communication might surprise some people. But by the time we're done this evening, you will get it. You, you need to understand the strategies of the spirit. The possibilities of the spirit. But not to get ahead of myself, there's something I've been forgetting to do. I just want to quickly do tonight. There are very special people in our midst. I just want us to recognize. Please help me appreciate Pastor Okechuku from the Blueprint Church. The Blueprint Church. Thank you very much. Remember that church that invited me, that honored me so much? And you people were like, which church honored our pastor like this? This is the pastor. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Um, Judy K is here. Something more than good. I've got something more than Do you love that song? I just want you to know how proud I am of you. I'm not surprised at all, but I'm just thankful. Well done. And then you told me, I don't know if I'm permitted to say this openly, that in fact, specifically, it was two reboot camps ago. One of the sermons that was preached that inspired that song. And that's just encouraging to know. <laughs> Hallelujah. We love you. We appreciate you. We know that if you could come more often, you'll be here every time. But we understand. Thank you very much. Hallelujah. Judy K, everybody. <laughs> Hallelujah. Pastor Bankoli, Sufficient Church from Ibadan. Celebrate him. I love you, son. Pastor Oge, I want to appreciate you again. Circle Church. Hallelujah. My own guy. Pastor David, all the way from Port Harcourt. Hallelujah. Every one of you, thank you very much. So many people to appreciate. But let's get into the word for tonight. Tonight, I'm going to be praying for people who are unavoidably absent. On Sunday. Listen, this is an environment of the Spirit. So if you know that by any chance you can make it on Sunday, please don't come out when I make that call. I do we have a deal? All right, so, so take note of that. Okay, let's get into the word for, the, for today. It's still the new normal, right? The new normal. 
meaning there is a reality that exists outside the normal human confines and understanding. The new normal. Our reality in Christ. It's a consciousness to have. It's a consciousness to have. Look at what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. It says, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Everybody, Hebrews 11, 3, read together, want to go. Hallelujah. So, this will sound like a broken record to some of you, but you need to hear it just in case you're not conscious of it yet. There is a spirit realm. Not only is there a spirit realm, it birthed everything that you see. It birthed and is responsible for everything that the natural man now accepts to be normal. There is a realm outside that superimposes on this realm. You have to know it. And not just to know it, to be conscious of it. There are external forces that play in our practical world. You, you need to know. There is more to all that you see. More. The worlds were framed by words. Think about that. By words. 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 Science thought they had had a breakthrough when they came out with voice-activated stuff, devices. <laughs> but that's the oldest technology on earth. The oldest. The first. Everything came to be by words. It's the oldest technology. That's basic stuff in the, in the realm of the spirit. Basic. The ability of words to impact matter. Are you with me today? So you see, the word of God renews our mind because, you know, you, you are in a realm as a natural sinful man. When you come to the Lord and you are born of the spirit, you are translated into a new kingdom. You need to understand how that kingdom functions to be effective. Because God has designated and assigned natural responses and capacity as far as the earth realm is concerned. We know that dogs bark, birds fly. Those are natural responses and capacities. But if you come to a point where you are so limited you, in your understanding, you think that only birds fly. <laughs> then you're going to miss out of a lot of stuff. The Bible says that after Jesus' ministry, he was talking to them and he began to levitate. Levitated and was received up into the clouds until they couldn't see him anymore. Are you with me? How's that for a new normal? Just, just imagine you were there. What a sight it must have been. And he's going, and like I said two, two days ago, the angels didn't even feel people need to be, need, needed to be 
um, surprised about that. It wasn't spectacular. Whilst they were still watching, the angels came and interrupted them and said, why are you looking? Don't you know that the same way he's going up is going to come down? Like, this is, this is basic stuff here. Basic stuff. So, it is our minds that need renewal. Because what we call normal is context-specific. Did you hear what I said? What we call normal is context-specific. Context-specific. There are things that are normal to a natural man. But in God, with God, first of all, it says nothing shall be impossible. When you go to a doctor and he says there is no cure for this ailment, don't be angry. He's telling you what he knows. Do you understand? He's telling you what you, he knows. But with God, are you with me, somebody? Not only is everything possible, it's easy. It's cheap. Say with me, say it's easy. It's cheap. Hallelujah. You know, so we, we come to God's realm and we see him doing big things in such an easy, majestic, sovereign manner. In the beginning, God said, and there was. He saw it was good. God said, and there was. He saw it was good. God, wow. Such power. Awesome power. <laughs> Hallelujah. But like I said in the afternoon, then God begins to teach you and say, son, daughter, don't just look at me and marvel. I created you to function at that level of excellence and power. That's his message to us. God was the first person to part water. He parted the seas in the beginning. Let the waters be gathered together in one place and let dry land appear. And then centuries later, he's teaching his son, Moses. He says, stretch your hand over the sea and divide it. Are you with me? Because you see, the waters still understand that language. It is by words that they came to be where they are right now. They can still respond. Stretch your hand! So God mentors us in the school of the spirit. He opens us to new possibilities and an understanding of what we are capable of. Ezekiel 37, he's, he's training the prophet. He said, speak to the dry bones. Say this, 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 this. The man of God, he said, I spoke as I was commanded and there was a rattling. <laughs> the bones began to shake. They began to locate each other. Pa, 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 pa. What a sight that must have been. Before we knew it, by the end of the day, there was an army in front of the prophets. An army. Hallelujah. Listen, there are two ways to approach life. You can approach life by natural human understanding. And you will not be wrong. It's what you know. But I'm assuring you, there is a spirit realm. The funny thing is, the people of the world, 
the Satanists appear to be more conscious of this than we are. When they release music, they take the cities to, to shrines and different places and put several in If you don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry. But it happens. Hallelujah. And then the music starts getting viral. What do, you, what do you think was really happening at the temptation of Jesus? When the Bible says in a flash, he showed him all the kingdoms of the earth and said, if you bow to me this moment, I will give it to you. If he was lying, then it was not a temptation. So, in a moment, you can rise to earthly prominence by satanic influence. They know it. They use it. Are you getting what I'm saying? They appear to be more conscious. People using charms. You know? And that's not the fascinating part. The fascinating part is many will tell you, it worked. You know, you might be wondering... <laughs> One couple is very strange. The lady responsible, sensible, the guy, you are wondering, what type of match is this? Until you discover that Baba said you should put salt somewhere and tie it and throw it, uh, some funny stuff. And then the lady looks at the guy and he's the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> and everybody is telling this lady, what do you, what? This guy, he's about to wreck your... She's, I love him, I love him. Hallelujah. There is a spirit realm. If you were not interested before, at least because the people of the world are interested in their own satanic power, well, you better be ready. You cannot just... Be serious in school. I'm not really into that church stuff. You know, finish with the first class. Uh, you know, you can just be somebody. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who I wanted. You know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, my dad was in the office one day. And the cleaner was just minding his business. But he now, he now came to him and said, Oh God, sorry, are you a believer? So my dad was like, ah, Yes, of course. He said, I just want to tell you to pray. Mr. Soso, so I overheard him saying that this weekend you are going to die. He's going to kill you. <laughs> and he wasn't planning to point a gun at my dad, he was planning to go somewhere, do some things. Speak some words. Are you getting what I'm saying? Speak. Someone will go somewhere. Speak some words. And it affects someone's health. There's an instant complication. The person goes. And there's some ignorant person will say, the Lord give it. The Lord take it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You better be serious. We're talking real stuff here. So my dad said, oh, Okay. He said, it's either, he, he said, it's either you die or you are fired. 
So my dad, I can't remember the exact words. My dad said, go and tell him that I said, on Monday, everything he planned will happen to him. So my dad went home <laughs> and then entered a season of prayer and fasting. He went to a church, you know, and just prayed and fasted, you know. He had the release in his spirit. But he was honest enough to say, Monday morning, as he was about to enter the car, the whole fear just came. Hallelujah. But at least he made it to Monday. <laughs> and he's still alive today. Glory to God. This man traveled to the village because of my dad. <laughs> but by the time my dad got to the office, he found the CEO of the company at the entrance, fuming. And by the time my dad, he, when he saw the man, he was like, what is happening? <laughs> like, I hope, you know. The man said, my dad is also Emmanuel. He said, Emmanuel! He said, sir, go and tell Mr. So-so-so he's leaving this office now. I mean now. I mean now. I'm firing him and I'm making you responsible to make sure it happens. <laughs> you know, when my dad was telling me, I was at the edge of my seat. You know, as if I was watching an interesting movie. You know, so my dad, you know, walked majestically to the guy's office, tap the table, pa, pa, pa. pack your stuff, you're out of here. <laughs> True life story. He was sacked that morning, early Monday morning, before the beginning of work. <laughs> Are you with me? There is a spirit realm. So, it's okay for you to know what is obtainable in the earthly realm, I'm preparing you so that when you get to heaven, you will not be too, you won't embarrass us. <laughs> because when the Bible tells you in the book of Revelation, I saw a lamp with seven horns and seven eyes. <laughs> Do you understand? Because you have an idea in biology what animals should look like. Hallelujah. But there is a realm beyond this realm. There are beings with six wings. All kinds of stuff. Beautiful in our kingdom. Horrible in the other kingdom. But there is a spirit realm. And you, you have to be aware. Listen, we're living in a time where you just have to be aware. Do you know, it's very difficult to find anybody in Nigeria, who doesn't have at least an extended family member who is traced to the occult? It's very difficult. Don't take it lightly. I'm not asking you to be fearful and hysterical about it. But don't be nonchalant also. There is a realm beyond this. Praise the Lord. You just... I think, was it two days ago I was telling you, Isaac is blessing. Look at all the drama because of a man's blessing. Think, you never thought about that. You never thought about that. Because he was not just their dad, he was a prophet. He carried the Abrahamic blessing. The children knew. When the mother heard, 
Esau was going to get it. She knew the implication. So she had to plan with Jacob. And you might say, is it fair? Is it not fair? It's arguable. Because moments before, or years before, we don't know how long, Jacob and Esau had a deal. He wanted Jacob's food. Jacob said, your birthright. The guy was stupid enough. He ignored the blessing. And said, okay, just I'm just hungry. I don't wish blessing, blessing my food. You know, people talk like that when they're desperate, when they're hungry. Now, you ate the porridge, but you still want the blessing. That's just a simple defense for Jacob. I'm not really, I don't really care. When it all comes down to it, it, at the end of the day, it was that God's purpose according to election in salvation might count or might stand. But think about the whole thing. Think about how devastated, devastated Esau felt when he discovered what had happened. That Isaac placed his hands on his children. Specifically on Jacob. And said, I sustain you with corn and with wine. So now, all the days of your life, you are not going to be stranded or broke. Not because you are intelligent or hardworking. But because at one point in your life, someone laid hands on you. You don't get what I'm saying. Someone laid hands on him and said, I sustain you with corn, meaning your table will not lack food. He's, we're talking about words. Are you with me? Words. They spoke words. <laughs> words. There is a spirit realm. Ha, 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 ha. Nudge the person by your side gently. Say, that's my kingdom. That's my kingdom. Hallelujah. You see, science has done so much, but we're, we're yet to scratch the surface. There are things we cannot explain. As big as this earth is, it is hanging on nothing. Not just that. I don't know if they taught you in geography or physics how fast. I know they told you the world, the earth is revolving. Maybe they didn't tell you how fast. Let me, let me, let me ask. What is the fastest speed you've moved in in a vehicle? What's the fastest speed? Do you know? Try and estimate. 50 kilometers? Are you sure? No, I'm sure you've done. I'm, sh I'm sure you've done faster. Pastor Oge. Okay. 110. Okay. These are, these are our involved people. 110. That's our street movement. Uh. <laughs> I'm just joking. Just joking. I have a theory. All men of God speed. I've not seen a single man of God that does not speed. I've traced it from the history of the church. <laughs> tell him, the founder of Redeem was, used to tell his driver in Yoruba, speed, my son, I cannot die. <laughs> speed. 
Idaosa used to tell his driver, accelerate, accelerate to overcome fear. Is it? Accelerate. I'm not making a defense for it, but I feel a little justified. Well, anyway, what was the highest speed you've been? Let me ask you. 160. My guy. <laughs> Don't do it often, Sha. <laughs> 160. And you can imagine how fast that is. Guess how fast the world rotates. 1,000 miles per minute. Try to picture it. You can't. You see, if you believe there is no God, be afraid. That we are in such a big world, rotating at that speed, and nobody's responsible. <laughs> be very afraid. Are you with me? <laughs> so, so, there is only so much we know. <laughs> and so, God begins to school us. In the school of the spirit, we begin to learn how to get things done. Look at Philippians chapter 1 verse 25. Philippians chapter 1 verse 25. It says, and having this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you all for your fortress and joy in the faith. You see, in the Lord, the moment you get born again, next important thing, spiritual growth. Some of you here still don't have a pastor. You just came, you visited because you heard we're having a program. But that's not God's plan for your life. A pastor here is talking to his congregation. He said, I will continue with you for your progress in the faith. That's what we call spiritual growth. So not only is spiritual growth a thing, something you should desire, it doesn't just happen by you praying in your house. God raises men with men. So Paul says, I will continue with you. Who is continuing with you for progress and joy? There is a school of the spirit. School of the spirit. Some things in the law there, you just need to see someone do it. It's a, no matter what you read in the Bible, just see it done. Hallelujah. Just see it. Just see Jesus walking on water. You have been a fisherman all your life. You've been playing with water. That's, where, that's your office. But it never occurred to you that you can walk on water. It's part of what I'm talking about, the new normal. Who said you can't walk on water? Who said? Don't let biology confuse you. So he said, oh, can I come? It's, it's important. In, as a minister of the gospel, it's important what you see repeatedly. You have to see possibility. Don't follow people who say, well, you know, some people show pictures. They show a picture of a full church. They say, when you are not preaching the gospel. They now show a picture of an empty church when you are preaching the true gospel. When you say that, your church will not grow. 
Whether you like it or not, there are people getting it right and getting results. So it matters what you expose yourself to. It's part of what I'm saying. In the realm of the spirit, sight is important. Sight. 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 In mathematics, they teach you one plus one is two. In the spirit, just see. Just see. There was something that called out to Peter the moment he saw Jesus walking on water. This is a deviation, and I'm not going to dwell on this too long. But long and short, you need someone to continue with you for your progress. And then the next thing he says is, for your what? Joy. Oh, so joy is as important as spiritual growth. In the realm of the spirit, joy is important. In fact, it's a measure of spiritual growth. If you're growing spiritually, yes, you might be tongue-speaking. You might have grown in generosity, grown in your evangelical capabilities, grown in your faith walk. But if you have not grown in joy, you're still a baby. So, the pastor is measuring the impact of his ministry. And one of the yardsticks is joy in the life of the members. You, you, you have to have joy. And not just joy because you got a new boyfriend. Joy because you got a new job. Joy because you listened to music and you loved it. Joy in the faith. Joy because of the faith. Gone are the days they needed to persuade you to read the Bible, to study, to pray. Now there is just that desire, that interest. Interest. You like to hear the word of God. You like to pray. You like to tell people about Jesus. Hallelujah. You move from duty to delight in your Christian devotion. Gone are the days, you know, sometimes before, you know, when we were growing, anything church was work. Maybe it was the way the approach also. Because my daddy, the way he went about devotion. Ha. <laughs> you know? Hallelujah. I think for the long time that I stayed in that house, maybe about 22 years, I think I moved out of the house 22, 23, yeah. All the devotions we had daily, my dad only used to repeat like four songs. Just, just imagine that, you know, and then <laughs> four is a little, I'm just exaggerating a little, but he just, he just recycle it, you know. One day, my mom was fed up, so, so, so when he called for devotion, she came with pillow. As soon as we started, she went to the middle, put the pillow, and laid down. It was a day to revolt. <laughs> when my dad said, what's the middle of this? He said, let someone else lead. It's boring. It's boring. <laughs> the children went. <coughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> you dare not, you dare not laugh. There was a lot of drama in our house devotion. <laughs> of course, a lot of things are better now. They are mature Christians at all. You know, but there was a lot of drama. Our eldest brother, when he has a quarrel with my dad, 
doing devotion, you will know. Because when it, my dad finally decides, okay, you people lead a song. Everybody lead a song. Do they do that thing in your house? So my brother will go, he has done for me. <laughs> what my father can do. <laughs> you know? And instead of going from father to mother to, you know, he will stay on father. What my father can What my father can One day my daddy said, is that the only song you know? And we had another, <coughs> like, if you laugh, both father and elder brother will destroy you. Hallelujah. But there is joy in the kingdom, joy in the faith. The Bible says the kingdom of heaven is not meat or drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. 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 Hallelujah. Joy is a delight. It's a delight. It's a delight. You know, in gatherings like this, it's easy to spot people and know where they've been. You know, when you come here as if they forced you, you know, hallelujah. God needs to work on your heart. Listen, Christianity is a miracle of change desires. He has made your desires Godward. If you don't respond to him with excitement, something is wrong. Don't forget what Jesus told Peter. He said, get thee behind me, Satan, for you savor not the things that be of God. When you see people who have no interest in the things of God, that's an attribute of Satan. No interest. No matter what you do, no matter... Even when everybody is shouting, say, eh, eh, is that, you know, and then you, you are looking for what to critique. It's not of God. Hallelujah. You know what? I want to give you 10 seconds. Just express joy in the Holy Ghost. Rejoice in the God of your salvation. Woo! In the God of your salvation. Hallelujah! Glory to God! Hallelujah! You see, a lot of people. Yeah! 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 Take it, ha ha ha! You know, I saw in the realm of the spirit. Someone on this side, you just danced out of a challenge. You danced out of it. Danced out of it. Hallelujah. Just like the Bible says about Paul and Silas, they are praising and singing in prison, and then the prison doors open. You're dancing out of that challenge. Please be seated. You need to understand, this is... Woohoo! All right, be seated, let me finish. Hallelujah. Now, don't forget to do it from your spirit. This is not mere motivation. This is not a jamboree. I'm teaching you a spiritual principle. A spiritual principle. You see, a lot of people have been taught poorly about God. 
you know, they imagine God to be one stern being, you know, that doesn't have time for anybody. And then the dramas didn't help. You just see God uninterested. Um, people just coming, you know, they're trying to persuade him when they're dancing. And God's like, you know, but they keep dancing. The drum beats gets louder and more interesting. So God is tapping his feet. <laughs> tapping his feet. After a while, he can't contain it again. You now stand up. <laughs> you don't know about God. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Bible says God sings. Have you pictured God singing before? In Zephaniah 3 verse 17. It says, the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will joy over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee singing. Just imagine God singing. And you know what's more interesting? Is what he's singing about. He's singing about saving you. So you wear the song on his lips. He's singing and he's declaring you his righteousness. You know, and dancing about it and singing. Some have not pictured the singing God. How much more a laughing God? In Psalm chapter 2, it says, He that sitteth in the heaven shall laugh. Hallelujah. And what's more interesting is what he's laughing about. See, this is the school of the spirit. We are learning how to respond. Because, you see, in the natural realm, we have five senses. But now there are more senses in the realm of the spirit. So we are learning responses. We are learning responses afresh. When Pastor B was saying yesterday how he saw a vision and he didn't know it was a vision, I smiled and said, I know that thing well. Well. Because you have to be trained. You have to be trained. Look at the story of Eli and, and Samuel. You know, there is, you see, there is experience in these things. You get better at it. You get better. Think about it. Eli did not hear any voice. In fact, he had strayed. So his relationship with God was questionable. Samuel was hearing this voice. He would come to Eli and say, you called me. He said, I didn't call you. Came again, you called me. Eli with experience. He understood and discerned the voice better than the person hearing it. He said, go back. When you hear the voice again, say, speak, Lord. That's experience. Are you getting what I'm saying? Experience. There are, there are dimensions to these things. You get, you get more proficient. You get more proficient. Hallelujah. And that's, that's, that's how the joy realm works. So, we are learning from God. Now, he... He anticipates that people are going to try to stop the salvation plan. Let's read it. Psalm chapter 2. Dresto vashes <laughs> duvrigas. Can you laugh for a bit? <laughs> Hallelujah. So Psalm chapter 2 verse 1 says, Why do the heathen rage? You know, you know, I picture God like he's discovering all the drama around his unperturbed and he's just like, seriously? Like, like, why are you shouting? Why are you shouting? What's that? 
Why did he didn't rage? And the people imagine a vain thing. The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and his anointed, saying, let us break the bands asunder, cast away their cords. You know, so they're planning against the Messiah. He anticipates it. And he says, really? You, you really think that you can spoil my plan? You, you, you're dealing with the master strategies. If I tell Joseph that I'm going to make him king and you try to stop that plan, in trying to stop that plan, you fulfill it. So, because you are jealous that God has said he will make him king, you push him to the very environment where it will happen. You, you need to know who God is. Let me tell you something. When the blessing of God is on anybody, Respect it. You may not like the person, keep it to yourself. If you see the hand of God on someone, respect it. You don't have to comment. Hallelujah. Are you with me? So, so now there's a plan to hinder God's redemptive plan in the Messiah. How does God respond? You know you, when you hear people are planning against you, you get scared. That's your natural response. You panic. You get angry. You get worried. You know how God responded? Verse 4. Is that he that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. Shall laugh. I'm like, oh, that's cute. He's calling the angels. Can you see this? See, 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 see. Children. See, see what you're trying to do. <laughs> imagine if you laughed at that problem. Just imagine. Just imagine. Just imagine. You've cried about it. You've complained about it. Maybe this is the new normal that God is introducing to your heart. He's telling you, laugh. Because when you laugh, you are placing your trust in his ability. Hallelujah. You trust him so much, you know that no situation intimidates him. Intimidates his power. You know that with God, all things are possible. Doctor said, um, from our reports, you won't be able to have a child. <laughs> and the doctor is like, so is everything okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> How do I explain to you? you? You said I can't do what? I can't have a child. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Woo! Listen. If you do what the Bible people did, you will see what they saw. It is the natural man that waits for a joke to laugh. Something is funny or something happened. Something, I'm, I'm, I'm saying God saw the plans of the enemy and it, it was ticklish. He tickled him like seriously. Say, like Satan, you don't know by now that I cannot be stopped. You don't know. You know, the man of God, Pastor Chris, was telling a story of how, you know, someone came to him and said, so, so, so big pastor, said I should not move with you again. 
because they are going to destroy you and everyone around you. He said, by the time they are through with you, there will be nothing left of your ministry. But the Christian said, when he heard it, he laughed. <laughs> he just started laughing. <laughs> and you imagine someone coming to you with consent to tell you, this is what you're planning, you know. I just are laughing. I cannot be stopped. Don't you understand? Oh, you thought I was alone? You, you thought I was alone? We're, we're, we're talking about two different realms here. You know, the prophet servant is saying, ah, you need to see the hills full of soldiers. And, and the, the prophet is chilling. He just is in here. He said, God, please open his eyes. Are, are you with me now? It's, 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 it's a different realm. God, please open his eyes. By the time he saw angels with flaming swords, uh, he said, no wonder. <laughs> so, so, what are we having for lunch? Let's, uh, let's cheer. Hallelujah. I want to speak this word prophetically to someone. Before the end of the quarter, the first quarter of 2020, all the battles in your life would have been brought to their knees. Mark those words. Brought to their knees. Trials in your office. Trials concerning your relationship. Trials concerning your health. God is bringing order to your life. He's arranging your life prophetically. He's arranging your family. Listen, he's restoring joy to your family. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Ha! So God laughed. <laughs> That's the way to respond. You see, joy is such an important thing in our kingdom. It's important. It's, it's modus operandi. You, you have to know this. You have to learn this. Don't feel out of place. There's a lot of laughing and, and joy here. I've taught this here before. God was about to perform a great miracle in Egypt. He had done many miracles, turning water to blood, you know, the frogs and all the other plagues. He said, I'm going to do a final one. I'm going to bring, you know, and so he wanted to institute a memorial, you know, so that the generations after the current generation of Israel will learn about the mighty hand of God in delivering the children of Israel from Egypt. And he said, I want you to do something as a tradition, as a memorial. He didn't call for a worship conference. He didn't call for a prayer meeting. You know what he told them to do? He said, you will sit in your houses, you will prepare dishes, and you will eat. You know, because it is Passover, you know, it's very spiritual to us. But Nafudo, 
They ate. And so why were they eating? God is about to demonstrate his power in our life. A lot of people have not seen that God wants them happy and joyful. Hallelujah. But he did that. So I can tell you categorically, the Jews, they parted more than any other people group on earth. God kept giving them reasons to eat. Feast of fat things, feast of Passover, feast of different feasts. So just imagine you were in Jerusalem, you know, you, you were learning. So uh, why are we eating this time? Say, oh, we remember when God gave us the law. Okay, okay. I am. You know. So there's another one next week. Why are we eating this time? Okay, God brought us out of reasons to eat. Hallelujah. You, you, you see, you have to learn the life of victory. It's a relaxed life in Christ. A relaxed, even the battles that we face, we fight from victory. You, you have to understand that. A relaxed life. So, so you learn about that. And you have to learn how we get stuff done in the kingdom. Except if you want to play by natural rules. Go and look for vigilante, get guns, get cutlasses. You know, there is a heavenly and divine approach. There's a divine army. Jesus made it clear. At any point in time, if he got tired, he could have gone. You have to understand it. That maybe he was enduring everything. They were dragging him to the cross. He didn't talk. They flogged him. Ah, ah. You know, but maybe someone, the final straw, someone has spat on him. He said, ah! Una know what time. Angels, let's go. He, he made it clear. He said, I'm able to ask for several legions of angels to get me out of here. <laughs> he said, my kingdom is not of this world. This is, this is your language. This is the way to talk. You are an ambassador. You represent a kingdom. You talk like that. My kingdom is not of this world. Hallelujah. But my kingdom has colonized this world. You have to understand. We are here to colonize. <laughs> to make this place like there. That's why we're here. So, so you have to have this perspective of victory and authority. Time is just running out, so let me move faster now. Hallelujah. Let's examine joy as a weapon. Joy as a weapon. Now, <laughs> Jericho was the most fortified city in ancient history. Are you with me? History has it that Jericho, the walls of Jericho, the top of it was actually a road, a three-lane road. So chariots could move on that wall, side by side, three chariots, without touching each other. That's to let you know how wide it was. So, we're talking about the thickness of the wall. And by that time, Jericho had heard that the children of Israel, you know, they were going about, you know, conquering territories, 
And so they shut the gates. Nobody was to come out. Nobody was to go in. But God said they are going to take over Jericho. Because Jericho had done terrible things. That's the story for another day. All these nations that were taken over were very terrible. They worshipped an idol called Molech. Molech made them do terrible things. They killed their own children as sacrifice. I don't want to go into that very gory stuff. I mean, the Molech was a giant idol of brass. So they would heat up the idol and put their children on the hand of the idol. The idol had this hand stretched out like this. They would put the children on the hot hand of the idol and allow the children burn to death. It was terrible. You, you have to be, it's a level of depravity. And, so, and to drown the sound of the children crying, they'll beat drums. They will be, you, uh. So God had had enough. He gave them centuries to change. That's not what we're talking about. So, well, the children of Israel, how are you going to take over Jericho? And God has an idea. Are you still here? Zakto Vrakter Seche says. Oh, you're about to see the power of God in your life. Let's read this. <laughs> Joshua chapter 6. Go ahead and open that book for the first time this year. Somebody like, ah, it's true. Open it. Don't lie in the house of God. In the, in the presence of the saints. Joshua chapter 6 verse 1. Are you with me? Do you still remember where Joshua is? It says, verse 1. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out. None came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand. It's king and the mighty men of valor. This is the communication of our kingdom. You don't wait till it happens to declare it's happened. He said, he told, I like the fact that he says, See, like, calm down. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. He said, See, I have given Jericho into your hand. It's king and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city. Like, seriously, sir? I thought you were going to say, go under this rock prophetically. There is ammunition, you know, all kinds of atomic bombs. Just blow that wall. Sir, dear God, this is your divine plan. We should march around the city. Seriously? Because we are learning about joy as a weapon. You've, you've wasted your energy. You only rejoice when your favorite team scores. Which is nice. I mean, Messi has six ballon d'ors. Uh, don't let's go into that. Because if you say anything I don't like, we'll kick you out of it. In this church, you must like Messi. Don't you like the mercies of God? Don't, don't even get me started on that. Christian, ah! 
You have a point. You have a point. <laughs> you have a point. <laughs> you have a point. You have a point. Yeah, you have a point. Wait. Don't let's go there. You see, God never called us Christians. God never called us Christians. It was the people of the world that came up with the name. Don't go. I'll be a teacher. Calm down. Respect yourself. All right. Joshua chapter 6. We have a lot to cover. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> you all play too much. Hallelujah. You see? And as we're laughing like this, the power of God is still moving. You know, some of you, you've been taught that, you know, the only mood that the Holy Spirit likes is everyone quiet. Everybody quiet! Nobody move. Nobody move. Like, ah, uh ah. -uh. Uh -uh. As you're laughing now, God is repairing your body. He's repairing your body. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All right, Joshua chapter 6, verse 1. It says, Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out or none came in. The Lord said to Joshua, See, I've given you Jericho into your hand. It's king, it's mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all your men of war. You shall go around the city once. This you shall do six days. So just imagine. The people of Jericho are watching from their windows and the Israelites are just marching. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's a principle in God. Some of you, God has said, I will do this. You know, you are too bothered. How will it happen? At least go there. God always gives you visions, prophetic visions. He took Abraham out. He said, look at the stars. See if you can tell them. God didn't need the drama. It was Abraham who needed it. He needed something pictorial to withhold, to hold on to in his heart. At least go to that city. Just move around. Speak in tongues. These are principles in God. Hallelujah. Ha. For six days they were marching around. Verse 4, and seven priests shall blow, shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day, you shall march around the city seven times, say the strategy of God. You shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast of the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall do what? Shout with a great shout. It says, then the wall of the city will fall down flat. That great wall. Oh, so voice can affect concrete. Can shake foundations. Can move walls. You know, there was a song, very beautiful song, but there's a better way to sing it. When you say, you're singing about God, you move mountains, you cause walls to fall. 
But he's the, he told you to move mountains. You shall say unto the mountain. So what are you talking about? How about you talk about yourself? I move mountains and I cause walls to form. Say that with me. I move mountains. I cause walls to fall. Say by your power, Lord. I perform miracles. Hallelujah. You, you sing the word. I move mountains. He said the last day. At the sound of the trumpet, shout with a great shout. You know, a man of God, God showed him a vision of what happened. This is not doctrinal, so you may or may not believe it, but I find it fascinating. So, as they were marching around, the angels of God, they positioned themselves on the fence. And as soon as the trumpet blast went and the children of Israel shouted, the angels just jumped. Bam! <laughs> and the wall came down, turning on its own. Hallelujah. Joy is a weapon. Joy. Has it ever happened to you that you received some news, news but you can't understand it? You are just at peace. You, 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 people now look at you it's as if you, you, are, you, are, you are irresponsible. But you, you, but you know. You, just, you, you know. You don't know how. And really, frankly, you don't always need to. But you just know. You just, it just is a non-issue. Non this one? No. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You, 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 joy. We're talking about joy in response to threats, to trials, to tribulations. That the disciples were flogged and they left rejoicing. I'm not talking about your secondary school flogging, you know. That your chest and your people will heal you. No. They were scourged. Blood came out of their body. And, and then they, they rejoiced. It, it has to be a consciousness. It's a training. That's spiritual growth. It's an understanding. He said, count it all joy when you go through diverse tests. It's an understanding. There is no temptation that you go through that is not common to man. He will provide a way of escape. Imagine if that was your perspective to every trial you face. There is a way out. There is a way out. A lot of people are just hopeless. A Christian is never hopeless. You are only hopeless when nothing can be done. But you will never be in such a situation when nothing can be done. Nothing is beyond the power of God. At the blast of the horn, Shout. They did it. The wall came down. Say loud, amen. amen. <laughs> I'm, telling what, I'm telling you what to do about that trial. You know, there's another one I like very much. Second Chronicles 20. You know, in Second Chronicles 20, they told this good king, <laughs> they said, three nations are coming to fight you. Three nations. And when he heard it, he was worried, and rightly so. Three nations. But I thank God he didn't just spend all day crying. He went to God in prayer. Are you listening to me? He went to, you don't, some of you, God hears about it last. Not like he, he's in, you're informing him, 
but you have asked everybody's counsel first. Then you're not like, oh, dear God, make you not be like, say, like. Hallelujah. He went to pray. And I like what he said. Second Chronicles 20, verse 7. He said, Are not thou God, who did drive the, the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel, very smart. He's saying, first and foremost, this land you gave us. You were the one who gave us this land. You're like, you're like sad. I mean, the land you gave us, they're trying to collect it too. Smart guy. What a perspective. Where you, where you walk with the consciousness that everything you own, God gave. Now it becomes dangerous to tamper with your stuff. With that type of mentality. So he so, said, so, are you not God? You drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the seed of Abraham, your friend forever. Your friend forever. He says, and they dwelt therein and have built a sanctuary. He's making a case. Number one, you gave us this land. You drove out the inhabitants. You gave it to the seed of your son, your friend Abraham, who is your friend forever. And in that land, they've been built you a sanctuary. Not just that. See what he said. Ha ha. Built a sanctuary therein for your name, saying, verse 9, everybody read together, want to go. If when evil cometh upon us as the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we shall stand before this house in thy presence, for your name is in the house, and do what? Hallelujah. Just imagine this. He said, something terrible is about to happen. Maybe there's a sword. Maybe they want to come and kill us. He said, we just run to the house and cry. They've seen God as a defense. Picture what I just said. That's their strategy. This is, you know, it's, it's their security protocol. They're, oh, oh, trouble is coming. Everybody runs there and cries. Because they know what is in that the ark is there. The presence of God is there. Are you with me, somebody? You know, when he was done praying, someone had a word. <laughs> you know, even in many New Testament churches, people don't prophesy. But we're talking, reading an Old Testament story. They went to pray, something was wrong, and someone gave a prophetic word. Isn't that inspiring? You need to, you must prophesy in 2020. You must prophesy. If you're not around in the afternoon, go and get the tapes. You must prophesy. And don't think that teaching, you know, is gone. Practice it. Are you listening to me? Practice it. You know. <laughs> Hallelujah. So one of them had a word. And began to say, God is going to deliver them and all of that. Sorry, I've missed the text. Let me just open it. Second Chronicles 20. Okay. Verse 20. 
want to read to you what that guy said. Give me a minute. Okay. There's a guy, verse 14, right? Jahazel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, and all those other people. <laughs> In verse 15, he says, Hearken ye. Hi, prophecy is powerful. I mean, people are crying, they're perturbed, and you say, Listen, it's a word. Hearken ye. All Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou, King Jehoshaphat, I, I know you are a king, but yeah, I have a word from God. <laughs> Thus says the Lord unto you, be not afraid or dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but what? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody here, that's a word for you also. God is stepping into that battle. Hallelujah. Say amen like you believe. Amen. Hallelujah. And he just went on to prophesy. He says, stand still, see the salvation of the Lord. O Jerusalem, O Judah, fear not, be not dismayed. For tomorrow go out against them. The Lord is with you. I like Jehoshaphat's response. The fact is, Three nations are coming against him. He was perturbed. Then he received the prophetic word. The moment he received the word, that settled it. That settled it. Look at verse 18. The Bible says, Then Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah and Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshipping him. They just began to worship. It settled. It settled. I don't know if you've got a note of victory before. You know, you were praying about something. You were afraid. You were perturbed. Then you, it got to a point where there, there was that, 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 that breakthrough. Something just, that ease. And you just knew. You just knew. You've got it. The Bible says he bowed himself. He worshipped, you know. <laughs> and then the next morning, he gave a word. In verse 20, he said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe in his prophets, you shall prosper. Meaning, we've received the prophetic word. Believe. No more crying. Are you getting this? This is a school of the Spirit. No more crying. We've received the word. No more crying. And now they are going to act on the word. Shepi God said, the battle is his. It's not ours. We should stand still and see the salvation of God. You know what he now said? Verse 21. He said, when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto God. Think about this. This weird idea did not come from God. It wasn't God's idea that they should go to battle singing. God only said, the battle is mine. So if he, his conclusion was, if the battle is yours, why are we going with weapons? I'm, I'm teaching you faith, faith here, faith, faith. God said it, I believe it. If the, if the battle is the Lord's, what are we doing? So instead, we are going to go with music instruments and we are going to sing. It was their idea in response to the word of God. Some of you need to, you, you need to take steps of faith this period. Steps of faith. 
God has spoken. How did you respond? This is how to respond to a prophetic word. God has spoken. How are you responding? Oh, glory to God. He said, he appointed singers unto the Lord that they should praise the beauty of his holiness and they went before the army to say, praise the Lord. Imagine, they went before an army to say, praise the Lord for his message and endure forever. Just imagine that. That was their weapon. Praise. His message endure. You know, there is something you will miss out when you are using the KJV. When you say beauty of his holiness, you know, we even still use it today. Worshipping me, the beauty of his holiness, you know. And it's okay. Well, in the context, we know what you're trying to say. But that actually meant something. Let's, let's look for a translation. I don't know what translation gets it right. Let's see what ESV says. Do you have ESV? Oh, is the media team going to waste my time now? Let me see if I have it here. Are you still here? Are you learning anything? Okay. I have it here. ESV says, he appointed those who were to sing to the Lord and play, praise him in holy attire. So what you say, what you see as beauty of his holiness actually meant fine clothes. They didn't go to battle with weapons and or with armor. They didn't wear any, they didn't have any shield. They didn't have any armor. They dressed like they were going to party. And they went to battle. And they were singing and rejoicing. Singing, God is good. He has done. That, that's what they were doing. That is how they fought that battle. They dressed as if they were going to party. As if they had already won. And it, right in the face of battle, literally, they were singing and dancing. There is power. There is power. There is power in the word. There is. Sing it. There is power, there is power, there is power in the world. Hallelujah. Oldie but goldie. There is power in the world. Hallelujah. Oh, it turns out that there is power in a sound. Sound. That in our kingdom, words are not merely informative, they are creative. It's a lesson in the school of the spirit. You learn that. You learn that. You learn that. That's why you have to reorder your priorities in, go in God. Th the apostle said, why is it that from the same tongue comes blessing and cursing? When you discover who you are in the Lord, you, you, you can't just be a jester and make foolish jokes. Because you know your words are creative. Your words are creative. There is something about a sound. It's not a coincidence that a sound ushered in the advent of the spirit. That in that upper room, the Bible says, there was a sound of a rushing mighty wind. A sound. A sound brought down the wall of Jericho. A sound ushered in the advent of the spirit. A sound. There is something about the sound. Hallelujah. A sound. Sound. It's not empty. It's not empty words. When you praise the Lord and worship Him, anything positive can happen. 
We have a few minutes. Are you ready to praise the Lord? Yeah. I know you have, you're going through a lot of stuff. And you would rather we prayed a hundred prayers. Specifically for that need. I'm telling you, there is power in praise. There is power in worshiping God in the beauty of his holiness. Meaning acting and demonstrating victory. As if it has already happened. You know, you know, it's settled. So you don't dress like someone is mourning. You know, you dress like someone rejoicing. And in the face of battle, that's, that's what you're showing. Hallelujah. We talked about singing in the spirit. Just do that for a bit right now. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 0809-996-7000 Blessings